Recently released findings from Everseen's Retail Threat Curve report indicate that cart-based loss has doubled in the past year, reaching 30% of all incidents happening at self-checkout. I'm going to read this one slowly because there's a lot of detail in this report, but it's very, very important to understand. According to the report, cart-based loss is defined as unscanned items left in the shopping cart at the end of the payment process. So while some cart-based loss is unintentional, this is huge, Everseen's analysis showed that the vast majority of cases are malicious. For example, a shopper might scan most of the items in their cart while leaving some of the expensive items like alcohol and meat unscanned in their cart. Moreover, through its analysis of over 1 billion self-checkout transactions. Important number. Yes. Everseen also indicated that the average number of items left unscanned in the cart has increased from 1.6 to 3.8 per incident over the past year, while the average value of those items increased also from $11.10 to $22.90. Um, Ben, this question, we're going back to you. It's also, you get to be the lucky A&M put you on the spot question (laughs) recipient. Um, Ben, A&M wants to know, uh, they say, perhaps it's not surprising to see shrink impact of self-checkout on a steady rise. Do recent reports from retailers, A, indicate self-checkout is a failed experiment, B, suggest necessary strategic (laughs) tweaks in their usage, or C, just create awareness around one financial component of an otherwise net beneficial technology. How come he gets a multiple choice question? I know they never, they're never nice enough to us to do that. You know, like, Hey, pick from these options, you know, like, yeah, I got a bone to pick with them later today. I think when we talk to them. Okay, Ben, what's, what's your, what's your answer? Oh, do I get to just say C? Sure. Yeah, go for it. You're done. Just just say see and then be finished. That's it. Mike no, no, you actually don't. <laughs> We're oh, gonna need God, you to right. elaborate a little bit. Fill in the fill uh, in the text box. Uh, so, so, look, shrink stories. It feels like the great, you know, like hokey pokey of retail news this year. Is shrink a thing? Is it not a thing? Is it a thing? Is it not a thing? Right. I, I think I think we've got it. I mean, it's just, so there's two questions for me in this one. One is, like, does the self-checkout business case still add up? And then the second one is, what are we doing about shrink? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so if I take the first, brilliant that we've got this bit of research. Well done, everyone. Seen. Big, you know, massive bit of research. Actually got some uh, – and we've got a new data point behind it. And I thought, for me, the most interesting data point was that for the average supermarket utilizing self-checkout, they estimate the loss over a year – from cart-based loss, cart-based loss to be about 100k, about 100 thousand dollars per store, mm-hmm. and and this is the number that's just rapidly growing. So, how does that 100 thousand k number affect the business case? I mean, I'm going to put aside the the balance sheet bit because you've got the capex bit to put them in, but we're assuming that's already been done. So let's look at look at the PL. You've got to balance that off against the install labor savings. Mm-hmm. And we're not covering that in this research. So you've got the labor savings of not having the people on the checkout. You've then got labor availability. Now, we've, we've talked a lot about labor already. There's labor shortages. You know, there's, there's retailers I speak to who say they're utilizing self-checkout because they, there are times of days when they will struggle to get enough stuff to properly mm-hmm. run the store. Mm-hmm. So it means, you know, if you're having to staff this, the checkout you're not doing replan you're not doing customer service so it, it, it 
you, you've got to build that into the case. And then you've got customer adoption. Uh, look, for a whole bank of customers, self-checkout is just baked into their shopping habits now. Okay. So you've got a top-line sales risk if you start rowing back off this. Um, so you can see why I'm, why I'm, I'm keeping it down the sea. Then I, I guess then I want to just put that 100K number into context. You know, an average supermarket will do 600K a week. So it's at 30, $31 million a year. Mm-hmm. So 100K on that is it's less than it's less than half a percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I strongly and think it's not straight math, to your point. It's not straight yeah. math to your point. Yeah. 100%. It is absolutely one component of the financial model, but it's not. It's not the story in totality. Um, but of course, look, shrinks the growing problem. Supermarkets run on you know low single digit margins anyway. So every half a percent margin is really hard to fought for. So yeah, it's not a it's not something to walk away from. I think shrink in totality, there's a whole number of really interesting technological solutions that we're tracking at Shop Talk that have got to be seen as part of that. So whatever that is. You know, RFID and computer vision-based inventory management systems, whether it's the work that's been done applying AI to cameras to try and identify bad actors, because what the research clearly shows is the problem's getting worse for people who are um, committing fraud at the checkout, yeah. but it's it's still a relatively small number. So how do you identify those people? Um, how do you monitor robotics, security monitoring, high value? And then yeah, in a grocery environment, you're losing much more margin through fresh food wastage than you are from this. So right. all the technologies involved in that space to kind of bring down that total shrink. So look, I think declaring self-checkout for failure is, is for me, it's not the answer. Um, but I think we do need to continue working to see how we can reduce that shrink because it, it, it is a bit clearly having an effect. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that, Ben, because when I did look at the numbers, like just seeing, I mean, not that a hundred thousand dollars is nothing, but it it did seem like a lower number when you think about all the other impacts that this technology can have, that a self-checkout can have um, in the other categories in the store and freeing up labor, especially when you think about like so many of these self-checkout machines were rolled out during the pandemic. And I think just weren't to the level, like the stores were rolling them out as an alternative option for people to not have to, you know, put glass up between people. And, you know, the, I think the technology is still developing. Jeff Wells of Grocery Dive just wrote a really great piece on this, which I encourage people to read too, that really goes into you know, like this, these are still something that, that retailers are learning from, and we need to give them the time and the space and the runway to kind of still figure out what the right components are of that self-checkout technology. But Chris, I'll, I'll, I'd want to hear from you here and we'll give you the last word. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's decidedly C. I don't, I think it's like unquestionably C because actually the cool thing for me about this report is that we actually have this data. Like right. this yeah. data did not exist before. And so for those that maybe aren't familiar with Everseen, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that too. The way they collect this data is they essentially use computer vision AI. They put cameras right there so that they can watch the actions of people at the registers, at the self-checkout machines. And that's how they're collecting this data. And they've collected, like you said, a billion a billion examples of seeing and watching this, this activity. And so, and that's data we've never had before. And so having that data now will enable us to figure out the unlocks to make C work, right? Like yes. that's the key yeah. thing here. And the point I would bring up too, which I think is really important is it's not just a technological solve. 
-hmm. you know, whether it's computer vision, RFID, whatever, the smart approach is how do you use the tech to notify the shopper and the sales associate when an issue has occurred and help them get on the same page without the situation escalating, right? So you can take action. You can say, hey, look, you know, you can kind of, I think like Tom, Tom Arrighi at Kroger, who I interviewed a couple of times about this very thing, you know, you can nudge them. You can say, hey, you know, notice there's something, you know, not correct in your basket. Let's, let's talk about that. And there's ways to use other AI to make sure that that situation doesn't escalate. So, so the answer to me is it, and it's always the case is it always comes down to people, process and technology working together to solve this. And that's how we make hay on, on the answer, which is C in my opinion.